1: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and two-door cinema club.
2: Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
3: Welcome to Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. We are live here in New York City. It's Tuesday, September 20th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. That's Kyle Brandt. That's Peter Schrager. And that is a Super Bowl champion to my left, Jason McCourty. Guys, I'm realizing Tuesdays start to feel really heavy. (laughs) Really heavy. Like, very, it's like there's a permanence to a Tuesday. Like, you've learned some things about some teams. Both go damn bad.
2: Yeah. All the the teams have played. We got a little break. You learned some stuff last night, Jason?
4: Yeah, I did. I definitely learned some stuff. Uh, Some great defense. Mm-hmm. Ah, so, you know I was thrilled. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, i all talk about the quarterback playing all that. I'm zeroed in on the defense. Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> yeah, I, I bet made a bet with myself that the first thing you were going to mention today was defense, and like yeah, I just won. So <laughs> yeah, I'll do it tomorrow too. I'll do it over and over and over again. But hey, there's six teams that remain undefeated in the NFL because we're going to spin it positive here. Two of them played yeah. last night. It's time for the lead block. The Bills
2: win 41 to seven. Huge night for Stephon Diggs his quarterback. Josh Allen's all business here. Check out the head coach positively just giddy talking about his wide receiver. You don't see this a lot from McDermott.
5: Felt good um, getting in the ball early and often. He did a great job getting open, um, making plays, making some some great catches. That long long one was a great catch. Um, so he he is what he is. It's Stephon Diggs. You know we 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 know he is one of the greatest, if not the greatest, you know receiver in the game right now. And
6: that last throw that Josh made and. Um, to Steph and I'm just saying, go get it, man, go get it. And he, and he got it. It was fun to watch. I mean, that was, that was awesome.
3: The Bills remain undefeated in impressive fashion over the last couple of weeks. Um, last week it was over the number over the reigning Super Bowl champs, and this week it was the number one seed in the AFC from last season. The Titans had nothing going for mm-hmm. them in Buffalo. It was spectacular for the Bills. What action do we appreciate the most in Orchard Park last night, Peter? The
6: statement, because last year they played the Titans and lost the game, mm-hmm. and I brought this play up on yesterday's show, and I want to see how they're going to respond. Remember, it was a fourth down decision to go for it in Tennessee late, in the game, week six last season. And Josh Allen stretches out, but unfortunately came up short and he couldn't finish the job and they end up with an L leaving Tennessee and it's like, alright, the Bills are a decent team, but are we sure they're in that same class as the mighty Titans or the mighty teams that have been in the Super Bowls the last few years, like the Chiefs? Um, last night they had a similar situation. It was at the end of the first half. You get down there and it's 10-7, to 7. And they're up and it's stopped at the one. Okay, all right. Are we gonna go for this or kicking the field goal? 10-7. McDermott is talking to his guys. Do we do it? And Josh is like, coach, 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 we're going for it. All right, yeah, yeah. let's go. <laughs> McDermott gets great cinema right here. Yeah, yes. All right, looking, 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 Diggs pops out of nowhere, and it's like, all right, that right there, 41 to 7, and not only 41 to 7, like decisive decision-making. Like, this is... We're not even questioning going for a field goal. We don't want to be up 13-7. We want to beat this team 41-7. To your point, they beat the Super Bowl champions and the number one seed in the AFC from last year by a combined score of 72-17. Mm. This is a locomotive... Say it again, the score? it's uh, 72-17. After two weeks. The last two weeks.
0: <laughs> That's wow. the Rams and know, the Titans. Know, those,
6: are, those are varsity guys. Super Bowl champs yeah, and the yeah, one seed. Yeah, yeah. And Derrick Henry was on the field.
4: I... I might not have seen him, but he was on the field yesterday. What a statement. What a statement. The Bills have played so well these last two weeks that you find yourself questioning, like, are they playing real opponents? It's like that high school kid coming out, he's going to college, and you're watching his film, and you're just like, yeah, but he's playing against these terrible high school teams. That's what they've made the Titans and the Rams look like in the first two weeks. And you just said, hey, Derrick Henry was on the field, but was he? That Buffalo Bills defense was unstoppable. Derrick Henry... 13 carries for 25 yards. 25 yards, he averaged 1.9 yards per carry. He had over 140 yards and three touchdowns last year in that game where the Titans won. And this Buffalo Bills defense, they came out and they knew what it was going to take. We talked yesterday and we said, hey, this Titans team, they need to be able to run the ball to Henry and find a guy on the outside to get the ball to. They couldn't do the first part. It didn't matter what else was going on. And I just want to show you how good this Buffalo Bills defense was. This was his worst game in his last 50 starts. Last 50 starts. We had to go back years to find a game where he had this few carries and this few yards. King Henry, Uh everything goes through him in Tennessee. You stop him, game over, and that's how you end up with a score of 41-7. to seven. Mm.
3: Yeah, the Titans couldn't find a spark last night. There was another team that played Monday night that couldn't find a spark. But the yeah. Bills, that's because they had all the fireworks at Orchard Park. It was unbelievable. And there was another person that would have been involved in that conversation, Peter, to go for it on the goal line, and that's Ken Dorsey. Yeah. And the decision making that he has made, and whatever he has implemented since taking over as offensive coordinator for the Bills has been unbelievable. So you guys see this, the, the scene later in the night. He just gently picks up his charts and tucks his chair in, like, and my work here is done this evening. It's like, I I get to be home by 11 p.m. kind of guy. Like, that's uh, Ken Dorsey. Dare I say the Bills are better with him than Ooh. Brian Dable? No, Ooh. no, no. I'm not going there. It's just more of a question that Dable is where he's supposed to be. The Giants are 2-0. He's doing a fantastic job. And Ken Dorsey was the perfect person for this job. Couple, with, couple this with the fact that Josh Allen, his growth and development is unbelievable. He has risen to the occasion. Ken Dorsey is matching him in his expertise. And obviously, the fit here is perfect within this offense. They're designing plays for Stefan Diggs left and right. He is wide open. They didn't have Gabe Davis this last night, my goodness, nothing could yeah. go wrong. Reggie Gilliam, Reggie that one up the left side, like that name, Reggie Gilliam, up the left side. I mean, this is a nightmare for defenses preparing for this team, and it's only week two. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It's... I cannot imagine being a defensive coordinator in the league right now on their schedule. I cannot.
2: Seventy-two to seventeen. Seventy-two
3: to seventeen. Years.
2: I think Ken Dorsey looks down on the field and he recognizes his college team. Like this, this this Buffalo Bills team feels like a college team. Like this is the number one team in the nation right now. And they pull up in the bus and they get off in their sport jackets and they go and they sing the fight <laughs> song. Paul Feinbaum has all the takes today on the Buffalo Bills. They like they feel like Georgia. Like this is the number one team in the land. And maybe they'll get knocked off by Alabama. But right now they just show up and they just wreck people. And these are these feel like conference opponents. These aren't like the the pay for play teams. Like these are legitimate programs, and the Rams and the Titans. And they had nothing. Like they're not even close. And as good as Allen is, and as good as Diggs is. And this is when Peter usually says, you know, Diggs aren't in those top five lists. It's all Devontae this and Devontae Cooper cup that. I don't see anybody playing the position better than Stefan Diggs. Week in, week out, he leads the NFL in touchdown receptions. He's fantastic. But Jason's all over it. Don't ever get seduced enough by Josh Allen to think that this is the Josh and Stefan show. This is a top-to-bottom team that has been built from the ground up To be unbeatable. The defense is incredible. The pass rush comes on. It's an unheralded pass rush now with Vaughn there. The line, they're just, they're the number one team, guys. And maybe the Chiefs will beat them. Maybe the Bengals, I have no idea. But right now, nobody's even close to them. And listen, too much is given, much is expected. This is what we were promised from Buffalo. This is, no, no gold medals for this. You're beating the crap out of teams. You're supposed to. You're going to the Ravens soon. You're going to KC before the bye. You have Miami next week, who you have owned, but now is at all different energy. So, like, I'm not giving the Bills flowers and saying, great job, 2-0. Who cares about 2-0? 72 to 17. I still got tweets out there about 13 seconds. So there's a lot Mm. of business to take Mm -hmm. care of and a lot of things to do. It's early, but they're the number one team in the nation right now and they're playing like it. It's awesome.
3: Our superstar producer, Matt Hamilton, came up with this, talked about this morning. 18 possessions the Bills have had with the first team offense on the field. Mm -hmm. They've punted one time. Mm. And that one punt was the muff punt last night on that coverage. And the Bills Mm -hmm. tweeted out, we should punt more often. And that's what, that was the result of it. Top to bottom. That's my point. Special teams, defense, offense. They
2: have the right attitude. I'll just this quickly. I got to talk to Josh Allen last week. I said, have you seen all the stats about how you guys never punt? It's really cool. He's like, I don't like it. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, because a lot of those times where he didn't punts because I threw interceptions, <laughs> we need to be better than that. Like he, This this guy is, is like this. He's Laser locked focus.
4: in.
3: Ooh. That's fantastic. You know who else is locked in? Laser focus. Our exactly. guy, Mike Garofolo. Yes. Yeah. Our NFL Network insider, Mike Garofolo is joining us now. Um, Mike, it was really a special night for the Buffalo Bills, but there was a really scary moment that everyone was wrapped with attention to when Bill's cornerback, Dane Jackson, uh, was injured on the field. An ambulance came out Uh, what is the latest on his injury
7: yes dane jackson uh, jamie was taken uh, to the hospital last night for evaluation the good news is that he had feelings and movement in all his extremities uh, but he went for x-rays and a ct scan after the collision uh, with his teammate jermaine Edmonds. right there Uh, sean mcdermott saying that uh, that was the moment where you stop becoming a coach and you start Uh, becoming a human being once again, just seeing that scene right there. McDermott said he had a chance to talk to Jackson in the tunnel. Um, Seems like from everything that I have heard and everything the Bills have said that he avoided a serious injury. It certainly looked scary, but the early returns were good for Dane Jackson. We'll have more on his condition later today as the Bills let us know what's happening there.
2: Well, it's great to hear it, Mike. A thread of hope there and optimism. Appreciate that. Uh, meanwhile, the Bucks and the Saints down there in the MMA South Division. Mike Evans was given a one-game suspension for the Bucks uh, Week Two scuffle with the Saints. What's the latest for Evans and Tampa Bay, Mike? Yes,
7: uh, Mike Evans suspended one game by John Runyon, the NFL VP of Football Operations. Runyon, in a letter to Evans, uh, noted that there was an altercation with Marshawn Lattimore and Tom Brady right there. Evans ran over there, and Runyon in the letter said, quote, your aggressive conduct could have caused serious injury to your opponent and clearly does not reflect the high standards of sportsmanship expected of a professional. Now, Brady himself, uh, on his podcast, called it ridiculous, felt like it did not deserve a suspension. So Evans right now, as of right now, suspended for this Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers. However, he has already filed for an appeal. We have not yet been told. Uh, and he hasn't. When that appeal will occur and who, who will hear it, uh, he was suspended a couple of years ago for a similar on-field incident against the Saints. And that suspension was upheld. Now, I can give you a little bit of breaking news this morning regarding the Buccaneers and the wide receiver position because with Evan, Evans potentially out this week, and uh, several injuries at the position. The team is going to sign Cole Beasley, the veteran, to their practice squad. And Beasley uh, has been available since being let go by the Bills in the offseason. And he has had multiple teams talk to him about coming in and joining them. But Beasley said he was going to hold out for the right situation while getting the chance to play alongside Tom Brady, who has remained in contact with Beasley in recent weeks and months. Yeah, that's the right situation. So he's going to come in. He's going to sign today to their practice the squad with the expectation that he will be elevated to their roster uh, in the near future Beasley into his 30s he's 33 now I believe but still producing still running routes with the best of them so that's a interesting addition to a Super Bowl-ready roster right there, but again, banged up at the receiver position, needing a guy who can do what you're seeing on your screen, which is catch balls over the middle. So Cole Beasley, the veteran, on his way to Tampa Bay to sign with the Buccaneers practice squad. Again, expected to be up on the roster soon.
3: Yeah, Mike, wow, a handful of years in Dallas, of course, and then finished his time off with Buffalo, 34 touchdowns for the career on Cole Beasley. That would be an interesting addition for the Buccaneers heading into the weekend against the Green Bay Packers. Mike Garofolo, thank you very much.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul. Sum 41, 30 seconds to Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall. And
8: I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all?
4: I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all.
0: I said, I said OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because then I it? Ain't
8: it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Jalen Hurts versus Kirk Cousins. Let's talk about Hurts a little bit as he's making his home debut. It was a dominant performance. The Vikings never got going in this one. Just when you were waiting for them to click, it didn't happen. What a night for the Eagles in their home opener. Bright lights, and our own James Palmer was in the building talking with the new acquisition over the offseason who's making an immediate impact, wide receiver A.J. Brown.
2: So today I think it was really special. You know, uh, he contributed ball all over the place. You know, he, uh, he used his guys well. Um, he commanded the offense. Today was a really good day for the offense. We know we got to keep moving forward, keep working,
5: but today was a really good day. On Saturday, you and I were talking, trying to predict what this atmosphere would be like. You got Bradley Cooper, you got... Bryce Harper, you got Darius Slay giving James Harden the ball. What was your first game in Philly like? Man, we got a lot of celebrities in the
2: town, <laughs> man. And I was like, man, man, Philly's lit, man.
3: Oh, it's time for today's wake-up call presented by Verizon. The Vikings offense sure got a wake-up call last night. They were held to just seven points, 62 rushing yards, and they turned the ball over three times three times, and that was just on the offensive side. The defense allowed the Eagles to go up and down the field in the first half. Biggest takeaways, guys, from the Eagles' win over the Vikings, though.
6: You know, last week, the Eagles won, and we came on the show, and we were like, wow, Jalen Hurts looks good, and A.J. Brown is unstoppable, but in Philly media circles, and on Philly message boards with the fans, it was like, why does our defense stink? Mm-hmm. Like, why does our defense stink? We have so many famous players, yeah. you know? We just brought in James Bradbury, who was supposed to be this famous player. We have all these famous guys already. We drafted the big fella Davis up front, and we have got Kobe Dean. Like, Why did we give up 35 points to a Lions team and mm-hmm. have DeAndre Swift just score another touchdown? Um, the Eagles defense was mm-hmm. alive last night, mm-hmm. and it was all those names. Slay, and Bradbury, and Brandon Graham, and they were flying all over the field. To the point where, you know, Kevin O'Connell a week ago was crowned as the prince of the football world. Right. And what he just did to Joe Barry in that Packers defense, wait till you see what he does to Jonathan Gannon in this mm, Eagles defense. Yeah. Um, I thought the Eagles defense was outstanding. And to see Hassan Reddick number seven, a single digit, rushing the quarterback, slaying a single digit, getting interceptions, felt like this defense came alive. You know, I've referenced my friend a bunch. i got a friend, Larry Baum, big Eagles fan. Larry Baum? And Larry Baum. Last week, I was like, wow, Lions. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, we looked uh, you know, a little questionable on defense. I don't think there's any questions coming off this one. And I feel like that was a big storyline in Philadelphia. Also, the Lions yeah. offense is good. And the yeah. Lions yeah. offense a week later, you know, right. like, the same thing to good. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think the Eagles defense, and Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, who is often, you know, ridiculed in that market uh, and also often uh, taken down by the fan. I thought
4: that defense in the game plan was great, and Jefferson mm-hmm. was silenced. Without a doubt, Jonathan Gannon, quality control coach with me back in Tennessee. Oh, yeah. Years ago. He's MQC. Yes. <laughs> Jerry Gray is our defensive coordinator. Now he's a defensive coordinator dialing up. And when you're a DC, when you can have a stud out there at cornerback. To lock down opposing wide receivers, number one, it makes life a little bit easier. And Slay, no Darius, just Slay, Slay. was slaying it last night out there, balling, making play after play. It wasn't just the two interceptions. He also dropped one in the end zone, but this was the first third down of the game, that breakup against Jefferson, drops another one. The guy could have had four interceptions last night. He was all over the place. You saw him hand the ball to James Harden. After his second interception, though, he takes off his helmet, and he's yelling to the crowd, this is my stadium. Mm-hmm. He used a few other choice words, Great. but I was happened to be at this game last night for yeah. the first half, and the defense was flying around, and Slate talked about this week, he called Justin Jefferson the second best wide receiver in the NFL behind Devontae Adams. Okay. Talking about how good of a player he is, how much of a playmaker he can be, he went out there and shut him down. Mm-hmm. I love to watch it. DB's playing good receivers. You can't beat it. Look at this. This was Jefferson's production. You saw him in the highlights, slamming his helmet on the sideline. This is why. 5 targets, 1 catch, 7. 1 yards. catch, 7 yards.
8: 1 catch, 7 yards.
4: Keep him away from Slay. Mm. Keep them away from Slay. Slay did his thing last night. I got to give my DBs credit when they deserve it. It's Darius Slay? It's Slay. Just Slay. Slay. Yeah, he like goes Cher. by. He goes by one yeah, thing. Like Prince. Yeah, Prince. It's pretty cool. Prince, Share Slay.
2: Slay. Okay. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> Prince, there.
3: Cher, Slay. Where's Madonna? All right. Madonna. Yeah.
2: Madonna. Well,
3: we... <laughs> that <laughs> is really good. <laughs> She's
2: off the list now. Slay has taken it. Yeah. Um, we got to talk about Hurts. Hurt, yeah. like Jalen Hurts did his Michael Vick impression last night mm-hmm. I was thinking of Mike Vick against Washington yeah. like blighting the Monday world night. on fire Monday <laughs> night like that was an insane insane uh, I think the, the storyline for Jalen Hurts whether it's with us or just people in Philly you gotta make that jump man you, we need a jump from you like we know you can kind of play and we like you as a guy like we need you to try to get us to the Super Bowl. He made the jump last night. And I think going back to their week one game, you know, it's running and it's great. We love to see you run. And this game, he started 17-21 for 250 yards. I think he played a perfect half. I mean, it was an unbelievable jump. This is exactly what you want to see from Philly. And I'll say, like we said, for Buffalo, two quality opponents. Minnesota was, uh, to your point, Peter, like the toast of the league after yeah. we go. They smashed them. Not a close game. A terrible second half. And Jalen Hurts was in the center of it. You know, he chilled out a little bit in the second half. But, like, that first half was was like a Picasso. It was absolutely perfect. Running, and passing. And I think Philly right now is the second best team in the league. I do. I, I know Kansas City's out there and Miami's got things going on. I think it's Buffalo and I think it's Philly. I think we saw them both last night. And Jalen Hurts looks great. He made the jump, Jamie. That's what mm-hmm. we want.
3: 24 points. He constructed 347 yards of offense. He had his hand in. 18 first downs he executed mm-hmm. in the first half which is also an indictment on the Vikings defense my goodness I up and down the field and it was it was unfortunately not countered by the fact that they go up the field touchdown I mean it felt like that ball never left the middle of the field. Hertz was just slicing, dicing, having his way with this Vikings defense, and then the Vikings come out and go three and out. Mm-hmm. It was painful no to watch the Vikings. The defense figured it out in the second half. The score never changed. 24 7 at half, 24 7 is the final. Congratulations, defense. You figured. Then the offense didn't make any differences. That Irv Smith dropped. Oh, oh, my that. goodness. That was a life-altering, yes. frustrating, that was the game. <laughs> that was It was, it was life-altering for some. <laughs> um, and and frankly, Jalen Hurts editorially just nailed it with a tweet that he sent out. Um, it, it's really how we all feel, uh, has, uh, how all Vikings fans feel. Mm. Hurts, don't it? It sure does, Jalen. It sure does. Because, wow, you are spectacular. Congratulations to you. Hats off. But, man, if you're the Vikings this morning, that hurts. And Kirk yeah. Cousins, we'll, we'll talk about him later in the show. But yeah, we we he need was to off. talk about him. Okay, let's talk. I mean, Justin Jefferson, one catch. Dalvin Cook, six carries. The fewest in his career. Where are you going? It all, it
2: all is flooding all? back. The, the Monday night, the prime time, the three interceptions. I mean, it was, it's its rough. What, and, what uh,
4: is his record on Monday night? Two and ten. Two, and, two and ten. 10. It, that's
2: unbelievable. And that's, yeah. we, we, it's such an old, tired punching bag, and yet... How could we not? It comes no. up again. You throw yeah. three interceptions on the road. It's It sucks. And it was a really, really disappointing night for a Minnesota Vikings fan. I saw this meme that's Kirk Cousins throwing. He goes, bleep it. Slay out there somewhere. And it, inter- <laughs> like, it just it cracked me it's up. And up. that kind of did look like, you know what I mean? It was a rough Girl. night for Kirk. Tua and Tariq and Cousins and
6: Slay. That's, yeah, the, that's, that's, that's the, the, the connection. Way.
3: That was the special um,
2: connection.
3: <laughs> yeah. Tough night for Minnesota. Good for the Eagles, though.
6: Tuesday morning, we welcome back to the show a three-time Super Bowl champion and the vice president of player personnel from the New England Patriots. He's also a former general manager and assistant general manager with the Falcons, and now he's our front office analyst for NFL Network. We're pleased to have him. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome back Scott Peay. Hey, what up, Scott? What's Good morning. Good morning happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday, indeed, if you're a Bills fan. They dominated the Titans last night. A lot of Bills fans are still just waking up. What are you seeing from Josh Allen this year, Scott that shows he's taking his game that was very good last year to even the next level.
5: Peter, so very good quarterbacks become great quarterbacks. They become rare quarterbacks when they start taking over an offense by themselves and taking the level of performance by their entire team to the next level. And then it's about consistency. And I think we're starting to see that with Josh Allen right now. You can not only see the offense playing better, but this entire team is performing with more confidence and more ability. And that's a byproduct of his ascension. You know, you go back when he arrived in Buffalo, he had a tremendous work ethic, tremendous tools. He had this great relationship with Brian Dayball, who did a super job of developing him but now he's starting to take this whole thing over by himself and that's no disrespect to ken dorsey who is doing a terrific job for him but josh allen is now taking this to a next level this is when again very good quarterbacks become rare quarterbacks so to me after week two and i know it's early but we're starting to see next level out of him which is going to put him into becoming a great nfl quarterback
2: it really is exciting, Scott. And let's flesh back to Sunday where we had this excitement of this incredible Jets comeback. Hmm. It was such a feel-good thing for Robert Sala and Joe Flacco. In the meantime, tough Browns loss. Really, really, really bad loss by the Browns on their home field. When you look at the mistakes that ultimately cost them that game, what stood out to you the most in that fourth quarter collapse?
5: Uh, you know, Kyle, I, I understand so many people want to talk about this Collapsed by the Cleveland Browns. But really, what I want to focus on is the positive and give credit to the Jets. I can't believe this is coming out of my mouth, but the Jets never get enough credit. The credit in this game needs to go to the people who didn't give up.
0: You know, this is the kind of thing that we teach about football. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses.
8: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Football, and then we learn about football from the very beginning is to have resiliency, to be tough, to overcome challenges. And we saw saw that this week with the Jets. And let's, again, I just want to give some credit to the Jets for their resiliency, their emotional endurance to overcome this. Again, the Browns had their problems But again, I look at this, you look at the play with Garrett Wilson, he has a huge drop that could change things. But then he turns around and has the emotional endurance to make the catch that wins the game. Let's talk about Joe Flacco throwing four touchdown passes and no interceptions. You know, the fact is the Jets only had one turnover the entire day. Those are the things that matters. And I totally understand the collapse of the Cleveland Browns, however. Teams do things to lose games, but the other team doesn't always capitalize on those things. This week, the Jets did those things and capitalized and got the win. Credit to the Jets this week.
3: Scott, many people wanted to take a match to their NFC East standings predictions after the Cowboys lost Dak Prescott to injury in the first week. Um, Dallas, though, managed to pull off a win over the Cincinnati Bengals with Cooper Rush, a quarterback. What experience have you had in a team rallying around a backup quarterback when so many people wanted to count them out?
5: Jamie, I go back to 2008 when we lost Tom Brady in the opener to the Kansas City Chiefs to a torn ACL. We brought in Matt Castle. And the talk internally was not to our players about them having to do more. The talk was about everybody making sure that they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Nothing more, nothing less, but make sure that you do your job. And that included Matt. Matt had to make sure that he didn't do things that were going to lose games for us. And he did that. And I remember at one point in the season. Ernie Adams and myself having this conversation around midseason, and we were talking about we were winning games because of Matt not in spite of him so to me when things like this happen you just have to dress your team everyone just has to do their job because if everyone does their job and they expect the person next to them to do theirs it builds this unique trust and a new level of trust that teammates have in one another and teams can become very good teams
4: Winning games because of quarterbacks. Tua put up six touchdowns over 400 mm. yards past in this past Sunday, and you doubled down on Tua multiple times on this show. Sunday, we saw him make the doubters eat their words. What stands out as, from a front office executive standpoint most when you see Tua, and that's both on and off the
5: field? Jason, to me, it, it's about his decision-making. It's about his maturity. And physically, on the field, it's about his accuracy he's aware of his strengths and his limitations and what he does is he finds workarounds for the spaces and places that he has limitations to me that's a player that has true confidence and he's confident without being arrogant so his teammates not only like him they respect him and they respond to him they respond to his competitiveness to me when i look at Tua he's one of the players that i absolutely fall in love with because i love guys with the right makeup and that are good teammates He's the type of player that really we want to represent the nfl and what's good about it he's a winner he's selfless he's authentic and he shows it you know his off the field kindness that we see with all the things that he does again that's not some sort of marketing campaign he is the kind of guy that i really believe can represent the national football league in such a good way but i want to go back to a point that jamie made earlier when she talked about consistency I love Tua. What I hope he does is he continues to be consistent and do this every single week.
6: Well, you've got those three Lombardis behind you. You know what you're talking about. And Tua goes up against Buffalo. Mm. That's a big one, week three. We'll see if that consistency continues. What a matchup we're giving. Mm-hmm. Scott Pioli, you're great. Thank you so much for joining the show. Great insight as always.
5: Yes, sir. Thanks, everyone. Good to see you.
6: Our captain, your captain, my captain. <laughs> Shut up. Man. Hey, he's a twin. He's a twin. But he's the better looking one. They say, Mister McCordy. Yeah, McCourty,
4: appreciate you. Jonathan. You said that. You said that up like that, huh? I did.
3: Did he know that Angry Runs was gonna be before this, and he was gonna catch a stray, and so that's why he put it in the show?
4: He knew for sure that something was coming on the show. He texted me after, and was just like, "I mean, give me a break this week. Don't, 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 don't go talking about me. Put me on one of the highlights." I promised him I wouldn't, but I passed it on to Kyle, so he still yeah. got to. But Aguilar, what, what is he talking about? The better-looking twin? Like, where, where did he get this from? He, the, Deb was dressed like somebody's old uncle. <laughs> no, not <laughs> uncle the better Yeah, not the mm-hmm. better-looking twin. Come on mm-hmm. mm-hmm. now. Well, no can chance. we get a sidebar? There we go. All right. So let's you, you guys tell America better-looking twin. You guys tell them. Look at I got the facial hair yep, going. Yep. I have the better smile. Deb looks tired. He's playing every snap for this this uh, New England Patriots defense. He looks old and tired. I'm trying to come up with a reason you're better looking, but you do look a lot alike. Yeah. I, I can't find anything that's different about yeah. it. Peter, son, well, you. Peter is still Jamie.
6: I guess I guess Jason's worn a lot more jerseys, so You'd, we've seen different color schemes.
4: Yeah, no, maybe it's that I, need Miami blue. <laughs> I, need, I need new friends. I need no, new no, friends. No, I came in here for some more support. No, I, got you. I was like, my people are gonna back me I up. Need- come through for me, Jamie. You
3: look fresh, you look revived, you look useful. It's oh. that Miami blue, the the glow of South okay. Beach was working for you like that. in that headshot for that roster. I I like fantastic. that. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank,
4: thank you to Bradford. The makeup doesn't hurt either, so I look a little bit better on TV. Yes, so yeah. The headshot really should
3: have been Dev now in the suit and yeah. and in, Jay today. Yeah. Well, what do yeah. they say?
2: You know, dog ears. Like you know, Devon's got those patriot ears that are like really, really? Yeah. building up. Like you know, like the president turns Obama gray. Obama looks like ninety. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. to Obama in ten minutes, yeah. he got old. <laughs> Maybe Dev
3: needs to go to Tampa Bay and then he can revert back a couple. Yeah, everyone dog else ears. is. I guess
2: you know,
4: New England fans won't be happy you said <laughs> that, but. Mm-hmm. They're right. just saying they mm-hmm. can
3: do it. They could do it. All right. Well, we officially, I officially vote that, that is Jason's better is a
2: better <laughs> look. I've come all the way around.
4: I know. I, have. I
3: know. I more
0: cheekbones than you.
3: Right.
0: <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it.
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
0: Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A Redwood Forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover
1: why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.